everybody, welcome back to the Going Live Podcast. It is your host, as always, Max Going, and today we are doing a solo episode for y'all once again. A lot of solo episodes this, these past two weeks, but a lot of stuff to talk about, so we're going to keep the train rolling, keep this ball moving. Um, today we got some fantasy football to talk about, and couple things about fantasy football. First and foremost, we'll discuss why I believe the football season will happen. It will happen. We are not drafting for no reason. These mock drafts are not pointless, I promise you. I'll give you my reasons why I think it's going to happen. Uh, then we'll be discussing some mock draft. A mock draft, 10-team mock draft. We'll be going over it just a little bit. And then finally, to round it out, you know them as kickers. I know them as, as gods, humans in god form. Uh, but yeah, we'll be discussing the kickers for fantasy football because, look, it's a position, and if we don't go over that, we're not a real fantasy podcast. So we're doing all that stuff for y'all and uh, rounding out with some kickers. So I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion who the kickers are to target, but we're still going to discuss it. Why not, right? And when to and when to take them? That's also what is part of this whole discussion. Not only who to take, but when to take them. That is uh, even more important, I think, than the actual kicker you choose. So that is at the end of the show. Before we do start the show, we got some some sports news. What's happening right now in the sports world? It is a lot to take in. Uh, some pretty big news. But we'll start first with some fantasy football news. Not good. David Montgomery seemed to have strained the groin. He said, or the reports were it was a knee injury at first, but video then surfaced of the incident where looks like he slips when taking a handoff and just comes up hobbling, hobbling, and then right back on the ground where he was then carted off the field. X-rays and I'm not sure if X-rays and MRIs have been taken, but the report is a strained groin out of Chicago for David Montgomery, which, not good. Strained groin is never something that just goes away. It's a uh, it's a, a very rare muscle in the body where it's not supported by anything. It is, you know, it's its own thing, and you really have to shut it down completely if you're going to re, uh, rehabilitate it to 100%. So this could be a huge issue going forward for the Bears. They need a running game. They need to be a balanced offense, and this is the worst news that the Chicago fan base could potentially think of. I mean, yeah, Maybe besides maybe Allen Robinson going down for injury, David Montgomery, they need him to produce to be successful. So not good news coming out of the Chicago Bears training camp. Um, I should have started with this piece of news because this is this is the biggest one. We talked about it a couple of days ago, but now it's official. Now it is official. Lionel Messi has requested to leave Barcelona, and it wasn't wasn't really a request. It was a demand, as he faxed in his um, his release clause, I guess. And so there is going to be some dispute of this. Um, there is dispute that. Barcelona does not need to let him go because they claim the the clause in the contract was up in June. And so he's not just free to go. 
He needs to be sold like any other player on the transfer window. And the messy party is coming back and saying, look, this COVID thing, it's at the end of June because that's when the season would have ended. So that's not fair. I don't think it's going to work <laughs> in a court of law. But as of right now, already some sort of battle there in terms of contract situation for Messi and the Barcelona gang. News reports coming out that, that Pep from Man City making his, uh, his way to, to Messi's brain. Maybe you want to come to Man City. Maybe you want to recapture what we did in Barcelona years ago. Uh, but if I had to just do a short, short guess of where he's going to go, hopefully he doesn't choose before we have the, have the opportunity to have, actually have an episode on this whole thing. Hopefully that's next week. That is the goal. Uh, but if I, I'll just say it real quick. I think Manchester City, Chelsea, and Inter of uh, of Inter in in, in Italy um, are your three choices that really make the most sense for Messi. Um, Man U doesn't make much sense. Liverpool doesn't make much sense. Arsenal is Arsenal. Um, so you know Spurs they've they're not in the, not on the right track. So I really think it's only between two Premier League teams, Chelsea and Man City, both could use an attacking mid or attacking mid and attacking forward, and you know, it's pricey. It's really pricey. So the big-name clubs are probably going to be the only teams that have any sh- any sort of chance on this one. I mean, you have you have no fans in the stands, cut your revenue down by a lot, and then expect to pay $100-plus million for a guy like Messi. I'm not sure if, 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 if most of the clubs would be able to make that work. But for me, I think it's Man City. At the end of the day, I think Man City scoops him up. And we see him in Man City Blue next year. Well, next month. (laughs) Premier League League preseason has already started. So uh, this decision could be done very quickly. And um, we might not even have time to discuss it in terms of our predictions. But we will be discussing Lionel Messi and the whole soccer transfer world probably in two weeks or so. So stay tuned for that. It'll be a fun one. Uh, But yeah, let's, let's move on. More some some basketball news. Uh, D. Lil, D- Damian Lillard, out for Game Five today against the Lakers. And if I'm gonna be honest, I think that's just that series. That's the series. Uh, you don't have Damian Lillard against LeBron and AD. C.J. McCollum is just not elite enough to get it done. And that's just my my two cents about it. I think this is going to be a game uh, game five win and a game six win for the Lakers. To um, no, they're up 3-1. I'm sorry. So, yeah, I think they, they close it out tonight. Uh, no D-Lil. Hopefully, hopefully it goes to seven games like my prediction. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not seeing that. You don't have the best player in the league. Uh, that's, that's pretty tough. Giannis, Giannis, Giannis. Speaking of great players, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Defensive Player of the Year. The reigning the reigning MVP now wins the Defensive Player of the Year next next the next season and probably more than likely will be taking away his back to back MVP trophy this year again to go along with the D O with the D P O Y great great season for Giannis he just keeps getting better this is not a surprise um, he's he's just he's the best player on both sides of the ball right now. And that is just a fact. And maybe not. It may. It might not work in terms of the long run 
for the Bucks. They might not win a championship, but at the end of the day, Giannis has proven that he is the best player in the NBA. So uh, pretty cool news for uh, for the Greek freak. Let's move on to some hockey news and uh, some big hockey news with teams not involved in the bubble anymore. Pittsburgh Penguins, they trade for Kasperi Kapanen from the Toronto Maple Leafs, excuse me, and they give up a first-round pick with some prospects, and it, you know, it looked like a pretty typical haul for a potential star in the making. First-round pick, prospects, bada-bing, bada-boom, nothing more to that. Buda Baker becomes the highest-paid strong safety or safety in the NFL. Uh, four years, $59 million, a two-time Pro Bowler, led the NFL in 104 solo tackles last year with 147 combined tackles, and he's only 24 years old. I think this is a great – I think they might have overpaid just a tad for a guy who, yeah, he's made the Pro Bowls, but can he be an all-pro? I think they're paying for the potential and what they think they're going to get out of him eventually. But at the end of the day, the Cardinals need to lock up – the pieces now. They have DeAndre Hopkins locked up. They have now Baker locked up. They need to get, um, obviously, down the road, Kyler Murray locked up. But if you're going to have a team with a lot of stars and a lot of a lot of talent, uh, the best thing is to lock those guys in and not have to worry about it going forward. So, you know, the, the Cardinals, if they're going to become a superstar team, you're going to have to dish out some cash to some superstar players. And that's what they do just there, you know, <laughs> you're not going to walk if you're the highest paid safety in the league. That's just the fact of the matter. And uh, the Cardinals get it done. So that will be a, a great piece to stay for the rebuilding Arizona Cardinals as they look to take that next step uh, to success and, and successful years as they do have some real good pieces in place. So that is it for the NFL news. Actually, I'm sorry, one last piece of NFL news, uh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton, uh, looks like he's going to be the starter. And this is pretty fantasy relevant because there were some reports, um, uh, some people looking into Bill Belichick's lack of, of decision-making in terms of the media and who he's going to choose as the starting quarterback. Look, it's Bill Belichick. He's not going to tell you anything. But at the end of the day, Cam Newton is the best quarterback on that team. And if you didn't think he was going to start, uh, well, now now it's confirmed. He is going to be the starter more than likely going forward. They were saying, oh, yeah, Brian Hoyer has a shot. Okay, uh, okay, I bet he does. Yeah, let's bring in a former MVP to sit behind Jared Stitham and Brian Hoyer. I didn't believe it from the start. I didn't, I, you know, there's no reason to sign him if you didn't intend to, to start him and play him. Uh, now it's official. Cam Newton, New England Patriots, will be behind center week one, barring any injuries. Knock on wood, of course. But, uh, yeah, Cam Newton, starting quarterback. Uh, now let's get to some scores real quick before we do get going on this podcast. And let's just give you a nice little update of what's been going on. Milwaukee leads the series 3-1. Uh, Houston Rockets series and the Thunder series tied 2-2. As I just mentioned, the Lakers Trailblazers game five tonight. Lakers up 3-1, no D. Lil. Um, then tomorrow, Celtics Raptors game one of the Eastern semifinals. 
along with the Jazz Nuggets game six as Utah leads that series three to two. And then to round it out, the Mavericks and the Clippers. Clippers up 3-2 after a great performance by Paul George last night. So that is where the NBA stands. A lot of good, good games on the slate today. And let's talk about some NHL scores real quick as well. Islanders Flyers tonight. New, New York Islanders up 1-0 in that series. Bruins Lightning tied series 1-1. And then the Stars Avalanche. Very surprisingly, Dallas Stars up 2-0 in that series as they continue to play real, real good hockey. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday, Flyers-Islanders Game 2. Islanders up 1-0. And then finally, Game 3 between the Canucks and the Golden Knights. That series is tied at 1. So a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff happened. And uh, yesterday, Lightning beat the Bruins in overtime 4-3. And the Canucks beat the Golden Knights 5-2. So those are your score updates and your your playoff seeding, your, your playoff situations. That is what's going down. Of course, it will change tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah, that's it. So let's move on now to some fantasy football because that's why you're here. And I just rambled about the news for about 15 minutes, so I'll make it very short and sweet for you guys. But... Before we do get started on fantasy football, I want to talk about why I believe the NFL season is going to happen and why the NFL season is not going to be cut short or canceled or or any of it. There there are already a there are already teams saying we will allow fans in the stands. Already have said yes, we're going to be doing that. They have to wear masks, they have to social distance, blah blah blah. But it's going to happen. So right away, you have teams inviting fans for opening day. I think that's a good sign and a pretty pretty solid sign that the Dolphins believe, <laughs> the ownership believes the season will, will happen. I don't think if behind the scenes we're talking about legitimate cancellation of the season, if inviting fans and allowing fans would be A, the best PR move, and, and, and B, make much sense at all if that's what they're going to focus on. So um, I think right away you just see that the NFL is is serious about having this season happen, and they've already discussed some sort of NFL playoff bubble, blah, 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 all that good stuff. And so, you know, the plans are being made. The plans are being made, and that is, uh, that, that, for me, that is a huge indication that they're going forward with the season. Secondly, and most importantly, and and one that you just you just can't ignore, is the money. The money, the money, the money. It the money talks, and the money runs the NFL. Okay, and so when you talk about billions with a B, billions of dollars in TV contracts and and sponsorship ads and advertisements on the field and and all that stuff. Money talks. And the NFL is not giving billions back to Fox or ESPN or NBC or any of those guys. They're keeping that money because, let's be honest, the NFL is very greedy. <laughs> I think you probably know that by now if you're listening to the show. But, you know, money talks. And the contracts are too large to try and reimburse Fox or NBC. Thirdly, and why I love the chances of this happening, this is my most important point that I'm going to make. One game per week. 
one game per week, one travel day per week, sorry, two travel days per week. It's not baseball. You know, we've seen the MLB struggle with COVID because A, you are playing every day. You're playing every single day. You're traveling more than likely you're getting on a plane two times in the week at minimum. And, you know, that just increases the chances substantially. Substantially increases the chances of you contracting the virus by, by you know, uh, multiple hotels, multiple plane rides, multiple bus rides, all that stuff. With the NFL, it's different. And yes, the NBA and the NHL have their own bubble. And so to compare the NFL to either of those leagues would be, would be very unfair. But at the end of the day, there's one game a week. One game a week. And at the very worst case scenario, rescheduling a game is very possible. Yes, it won't be on your patented Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays every time. But if you have to cancel and postpone for the you know two days or so, they'll do it. They'll 100% make it happen. And so when you take a look at the athletes, the athletes across other sports that have contracted the virus, mainly MLB players, what you're seeing is very few cases of multiple week stints on the COVID injured list. Very rarely have we seen it. Yes, Eduardo Rodriguez, the Boston Red Sox, is probably the most notable example of what can go wrong and what could go what what can happen if this isn't taken seriously. Uh, he's done for the season, he's having heart issues and you know we pray for him, we hope the best recovery, but at the end of the day, that is probably the only person I can think of when it comes to complications from this virus. And yes, you're dealing with a lot of a lot more um, uncertainty because of the fact that there are linemen, there are bigger guys, there are smaller guys, there are guys of much different builds. And that could bring some health complications for sure. But at the end of the day, my point is one game per week and so many athletes have come back from this thing before seven days. Mike Moustakas, Cincinnati Reds, he was out for six. And yes, if you're on the shelf for COVID for six days, you won't probably play in that game on the seventh, but you won't be missing multiple games. And so when you talk about the fantasy relevance to this conversation, um, you know, let's say Kamara goes down with COVID, you probably will only miss one game. Fortunately enough, you'll miss that week, and that's probably it. For me, I think it's huge. I think it's a huge factor that people are not taking into consideration, that if they can somehow minimize the chances of this thing outbreaking and potentially catching him, and they're doing testing every single day. If you've watched 24-7, or not 24-7, sorry. If you've watched Hard Knocks, Chargers versus Rams, they're testing Every time you step into the building, they're getting daily results. And so if you continue, and plus, look, zero positive cases, zero in the last round of testing. So 
how you know how accurate that is that is up to be up to be seen because of the i mean we did have like 30 40 false positives so maybe there's a false negative in there as well but for the most part the point is is that the testing has been very thorough the games are very very spread out and and many athletes can deal with this virus this virus preys on people with bad health conditions you know overweight diabetes all that stuff. Um, you know, luckily professional athletes don't usually fall under that category. So, you know, I think I think it's pretty pretty safe to say that this season is going to happen. I mean, it's August 26th. We have about 20 days till opening day and they're just too greedy. <laughs> they're just too greedy to let this money go and and we'll have a football season. I really I really do think it. So for all you people out there wondering about the 2020 season and if this fantasy season is going to happen, continue mock drafting. Continue prepping for your drafts. It's going to happen. Don't be that guy who's, oh, I don't think the season's going to happen. And then wait till September 2nd to send out your fantasy updates and your fantasy league. Don't be that guy. This thing is going to happen, whether you believe it or not. And that's it. That's just my, my two cents on the NFL situation because I got I got in a situation where my commissioner won't send out an email for the league because he doesn't believe the season's gonna happen. Don't be that guy. Don't don't make it unfair for the rest of the league just because you have personal opinions about this virus. Um, ninety nine percent recovery rate. I just think that it's too many factors are coming into play here. And they're all going to point to money being made. Let's move on to the kickers. And I'm just it's going to be a short one because I don't like to do dive into kickers real quick. But I want to just discuss how I like to approach my kicking strategy. And first and foremost, I think it's very fair to say that usually you don't want to be the first guy to take a kicker you don't want to take the kicker too early anything above round 10 is probably too early probably too early but once you get to 10 I truly believe that your last two picks for your bench spot will be replaced probably by week two or week three and if you're good in the waiver wire which I believe I am you can now use those last two picks as dump picks, as picks that you really just don't care about because you know they're going to be used for waiver wire trade bait. And, well, not trade bait, but switch bait, I guess you can call it. Um, and so when it comes to the 10th round, when you get to the 10th round, I start really looking at other people's teams to see which ones have focused on bench spots and which ones have, you know, practice to practice, but have gone a different direction. And I'm sorry, I can't think of another way to, to put it. But um, I like to start drafting my, my kicker around the 10th, 11th round. And I like to make sure I get a top five kicker. Have to get a top five kicker. Why? Because they're better. <laughs> they will start on your team they will give you points and I would rather take my kicker in the 10th round 
than my fourth running back in the 10th round. Unless you really have a guy out there that you're targeting in the later rounds, don't be afraid to, 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 to pick your kicker early. I mean, it is, you know, um, Harrison Butker, 162 fantasy points last year. Obviously the standard, um, standard point system. I'm not sure what points you use, but I'm just saying in terms of the very standard ESPN leagues, Justin Tucker or, or um, Harrison Butker, 162 fantasy points. Um, 162 fantasy points. That's more than T.Y. Hilton. That's more than Marquise Hollywood Brown. Don't think that's going to happen this year. Just saying. Uh, that's more than Sterling Shepard. That's more than Brandon Cooks. I mean, you know, there's more than Golden Tate, more than Robbie Anderson. So my point is more than Will, more than Will Fuller. That probably won't happen this year. But my point is that just because they're kickers doesn't mean they're useless. They still have a lot of fantasy value. And if you're waiting until your last two picks to pick a kicker, there's a good chance the top five's gone. Um, and so my top five this season, it starts and it ends at number one with Harrison Butker. Um, he was by far the best kicker in the league last year. And 13 for 13 for for kicks, 40 to 49 yards. 18 for 19, excuse me, with, uh, with kicks under 40 yards. 34 for 38 on the season. 45 for 48 on the extra points. Uh, he is a beast. The offense is as good as it gets. And so that's the second main point that I want to discuss when picking a kicker. You have to think that the best option is to pick a kicker on a very good offensive team. More extra point options, more field goal options, more times with the ball, equal more fantasy points. It's a very simple uh, very simple equation. So I really the really the only advice I could give for kickers is don't rely on an average kicker. Don't rely on a Austin Seibert who missed who only got to 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 kick 29 field goals last year. You know, a guy like Jake Elliott, only 26 field goals last year. That's not going to get it done. That is not good enough to potentially win you that that week. And so you look at a guy like Harrison Butker and a guy like Justin Tucker compared to people like Jake Elliott, that's 60, 60 points you're losing out on. So, yes, your bench players could be great. And your bench depth is always important. But this guy's going to be on your starting lineup every week. It would make the most sense to me to go after an elite option. So Harrison Butker, number one on this list. I just gave out his statistics. He was a beast. Will Lutz, New Orleans, also a beast. He went 32 for 36, 48 for 49 on extra points. So... In terms of accuracy, he's probably the most accurate kicker in the world in, in the league. And so Will Lutz, I would be thrilled with having. Another player I'd th- be thrilled with getting is Justin Tucker. A guy who just 
doesn't miss. Only missed two uh, extra points last year. Only missed one field goal last season. And so ADP-wise, this is very favorable. Very favorable. Justin Tucker is... Oh, I'm sorry. He's not favorable. He's going number one overall. So... On Fantasy Pros, him and Bucker are going number one and two. So don't be surprised if they're gone real quick. Um, then Will Lutz is right under them. And then it's Greg Zerlin. And Greg the Leg on Dallas, great offense. I think that's a, a, a good option. Um, but one right here that I like, that I think the ADP is the best value, is Matt Gay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look. If you looked at what he did last year, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. Five for eight on 50-plus field goal attempts. That is the most field goal attempts over 50 in the NFL behind Matt Prater, who only scored 128 fantasy points. So, yes, you have that um, that long ball option, but only nine field goals from 40 and 49. So it's just in terms of... Of quantity, which one you'd rather take? But my point I'm trying to make is, only missed, yeah, he missed a good amount of free uh, of, of field goals, eight missed field goals. But when you have only 13 field goals from inside 40 yards, only 13 inside 40 yards. Yes, he kicked 35. He kicked 35 field goals last year, and the majority were from 40 and out. So it's not that big a deal. But sorry, I'm gonna get to my point. I promise. You're going from from Jameis Winston, who threw a 30 interceptions last year, to Tom Brady, who's gonna control that offense way more, who knows how to game manage way better, and who's gonna put them in situations to convert points at every every turn. Jameis Winston is a touchdown or interception type of guy. Tom Brady's the exact opposite. And so I think this puts Matt Gay in a very, very good situation where he's not being considered as an elite kicker and going seventh off the board in terms of kickers, he will be available when you need him. I'm seeing a very big jump from last year. A lot more opportunities from inside the 40-yard line and just a lot better just situational awareness from the quarterback. You know, g- going down on the right side of the field so he's comfortable from where he's kicking from. Just those little things, I think, is going to make Matt Gay a top five kicker in the next year, this year, and um, has good ADP value. So that is it. That's it. I, I almost ran out of time, but we are good. <laughs> we are good. That is your kicker. Info for the year. That's as um, as much kicker information as I'm gonna get. You need kicker information? Go to one eight. Go to www.kicker.com for all your kicking needs. Cause it's not here. We don't talk about kickers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for tuning in. And tomorrow, some more fantasy football talk. Uh, tonight we are back on our regular schedule. Fantasy baseball talk. So. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, good luck. It's officially draft season, people, so good luck to all you out there drafting. I know I got a draft Labor Day weekend. I got four drafts Labor Day weekend, so 
my time is coming. Your time might be here. Just remember, if you need any fantasy help, we have done literally like 50 episodes on fantasy football. So go ahead and check them out. They're in the podcast folder. It's all there. Check out Spotify, Instagram, or Instagram, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Podcast Addict, Radio Addict. We're on all of them. So check us out and win your league. We will win you your league for you, I promise. So go ahead, check out the archives. Everything's there. For now, we are out. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we will see you later today.